Hi friends, welcome. I hope you're having a lovely day today. I'm going to try something new today. I've been having this idea formulating and baking in my mind to do a bit of an artist series type of thing where I find interesting artists that I, well, people that I probably follow, and I pull them from the depths of the interweb, bring them to you, we look at them together, we discuss their work, and then we talk about what we can learn from them. I am excited about this idea. I think it will be fun. It's going to be a series that's not like one with a beginning and an end. It will have a beginning. That beginning is today. I have no defined end in mind. So today we're going to be talking about Fran Venter. He is a photographer, a travel photographer. By the way, I'm not going to be making all of these about photographers. In the past, it's been a more photography-focused channel, but today it is a, an, it's a creativity and art-focused channel. So I'm going to be talking about different visual arts, like I have a filmmaker in mind, and then I might go completely crazy directions, you know? Indian macaroni art <laughs> artists. So the reason why I'm interested in Fran Venter is because he, he has an interesting take on travel photography that I think is very similar to that of Dan Tom, who I've spoken about on this channel before, and I'll probably do another one of these videos about him because his work is just that good. But he has these very smooth tones. Uh, he takes his photos in beautiful light. And I, as I try to define him, I feel like it's going to be far too vague until I we actually look at his work and discuss it. It's It's a wonderful take on travel photography. And so I'm going to Scroll through his Instagram account, and we can just talk about what is interesting about what he's up to. He also has a very thematic quality to his work, where you see things sort of repeated. So anyway, let's talk about that a little bit. Okay, here we are on Fran Venter's Instagram account, and before I move forward, I want to state that this is a highly experimental project at the moment. The technical doodads and, and uh, kinks are still being worked out, so it might go horribly wrong, and if so, we'll go through it together. It'll be a growing process. So, uh, Fran Venter, we're on his Instagram account. He has 85.3k followers. He is His name is Fran Venter, and his bio says, do what you love. Pretty straightforward statement. I think I would agree with that. Uh, as we scroll through, we see a couple of things. We see a thematic quality that I wanted to mention, which is that his work sort of repeats itself. It sort of goes around in circles as you scroll through his feed. You'll see a shot of his medium format camera in the middle of a bunch of other beautiful landscape shots with uh, primarily warm tones, but different types of landscapes, but they all feel cohesive for many different reasons. Uh, but you'll see, I mentioned a medium format camera. He likes to do this thing where he'll point down into his medium format camera. I'm trying to scroll to this. So here we go. So you, as I scroll through every, you know, 40 photos or so, you see a shot pointing down into his camera. We also see shots pointing down onto his desk. So these are little things that sort of tie his feet together in an interesting way. And it sort of has this round and round kind of feel to it, and it's very pleasing. Uh, but if we click on one of his, uh, his first photos, latest post, we see his very f uh, filmic tones it's a sh uh, we're looking at a shot of a, a dirt path going into a green pasture, hilly pasture, some trees in the background, beautiful muted blue sky. The grass is green, but it's this sort of like muted darker green, which I love to see. Uh, and then he has another photo where the green's a little brighter, but still, still not so digital feeling. It's, re it's a really nice quality he has going on. And 
he likes to use people in his work, um, and maybe a specific person. I, I haven't looked through enough to see if it's the same person uh, repeatedly, but he uses the person as to create a sense of scale and also create a sense of personalness within the photos. As we scroll through, we see a lot of warm landscapes, which I love. Lots of beaches, lots of water, lots of uh, waves crashing and and. and you know, we have water with an island in the middle of it and this sort of thing. So he likes beaches, very similar to Dan Tom. Less surfers, <laughs> less just straight-up wave shots. And then we have shots like this, which is like a girl walking through a sand dune. You see just sand dunes into the distance. You get the feeling that these sand dunes just go on forever and ever, that they somewhat surround you if you're in that landscape. And then you get the story is being told of this girl walking across the sand dune. One, because she's there. Two, because you can see her footprints. So you can see where she was and where she is now. And you can feel like she's going to continue to walk. She's going to continue to move into the distance. This is a great way to tell a story with the still frame. He has a shot of his, his buddy, a couple of shots of his buddies. As we scroll through, we see more shots of desert. It's a plethora of landscape, but it all feels cohesive, and I think that his tones do a lot to make that work. And uh, the reason I talk about this aspect of things a lot in, in this case is because a lot of people really think about, if they're a photographer, how they're going to tie uh, their feed together. I think he does such a fantastic job. There's a lot of hidden sauce in there that's hard to break down. It takes minutes and hours and years to break down what exactly he's up to, which has gotten him to this point. And this is all built on the back of a tremendous amount of him, of time of him, you know, curating this together, I'm sure. I'm sure he didn't wake up and write three sentences, and that was the vision for his, for his feed. And then he just, he went on into the, into the ether of the creative process and uh, changed the world via that one planning session of three minutes. Uh, this is something that takes a long time to put together. And all of this is built around him telling his story. Uh, this is a funny shot to me. So we're looking at a shot pointing down onto a desk, one of those top-down shots. He's, he, he, he's sitting down, I assume it's him, eating, uh, I guess, a bagel. He has coffee. He has a computer on the top right corner. He has a medium format camera on the left. bunch of things scattered about work things and glasses. Uh, and there are a couple of things that are really hilarious to me about this photo. One, he has a magnifying glass. I don't think I've actually legitimately used a magnifying glass once in my life. So it's funny that that's just there as a, a beauty piece, I suppose. But also all of this is sitting on top of a big, beautiful map. And I thought about how impractical it would be for me to do my work looking at or w with all of my things on top of a map. Because for one, my coffee, if it's spilled on the map, that would be horrible because it's a beautiful map. It's, it's, it's all these wonderful, rich colors. And I would hate to spill my, my dark iced coffee on Australia. And also the logistics of using a computer and if you have a mouse or something, using it on top of the map and everything just moving around sounds hilarious to me. But great photo nonetheless, well executed. And so that's another one of these, these shots that ties his feet together in an interesting way. It, it's funny, when you look at his feed big picture, the the thematic quality of it is, I think, one of the most compelling things about him. Another top-down shot. They're looking at a map, using it in a much more 
realistic way they're pointing at it and oh we'll go here we'll travel here look there's a hotel here that we'll go to oh i buy my drugs here so there's uh, a laptop on the right side canon camera on the left side they're writing things down beautiful photo and all of this is sort of going towards the end of at least in my mind inspiring travel inspiring a, a lust for travel and uh, so you scroll through more, you see more shots of waterfalls. He, he tends to do this thing where he will cycle between browns and greens and blues and browns and greens and blues. Another shot that he puts in there is a tent shot where, you know, the pointing out with the, with the legs in the foreground, landscape in the background inside of a tent. And you see this a lot and it can become gimmicky, but... In this case, I think it works really well because he has, of course, he has finesse to it because he's he's very talented. But also, it's used as it's used as a, a part of a bigger picture in this case, or or at least I'm consuming it that way. And I've naturally been drawn for whatever reason to consume his work in that sense. So let's move into one of the shots and look at it a bit more in detail. I think this is an interesting one. So we have a shot of a guy standing in front of a waterfall, a group of small waterfalls in the middle of a very rainforest-esque type of experience, says Oasis. And the guy's standing there with a hat in the foreground. You have this beautiful contrast of colors uh, with him wearing these dark, cooler tones. And then everything around him is brighter, greener tones. And uh, and he's he's standing there, the waterfall sort of going into his head, but not in a way that's weird and clashing. You get the sense that this guy is just enjoying this waterfall. And the scene is as much about the guy having an experience with this waterfall as it is about any of the one elements, right? The su- you don't actually know exactly what the subject is. There are multiple subjects, but they're balanced. They're harmonized in a way that works really well. And so you have all of these little techniques that he's using to... Uh, to tell the story of the environments he's in and the people engaging with the environments as opposed to it just being about the environment or just being about the people with the environment as a secondary piece, for example. And I think that that's that's really clever. It's really thoughtful. Beautiful, epic-feeling shots of a beach. Let's see, where is this at? Cape Town, yeah. That's why I was was thinking South Africa as I was looking at it. You can't mistake a South Africa beach easily. Uh, beautiful cliffs, rolling sort of valley cliffs. It looks like there's a bunch of hanging valleys uh, going into the distance. You have blue sky. And uh, the cliffs, I think, add a lot of interest to the photo because they're not normal cliffs. They're not just straight-up cliffs. They're, they're, uh, they're sort of up-and-down cliffs. They have an up-and-down motion to them. And me, who has spent a lot of time learning about history and uh, geology, I find this very fascinating. But in the foreground, you see this beautiful blue ocean contrasting against all the greens around it. Very well-framed and thought-out photo. Beautiful light, uh, I would suppose, either morning or evening. And I think that what's interesting about this photo, in a lot of ways, is it's speaks to a lot of the stuff that you, or a lot of, it speaks to a dynamic that you see throughout his work, which is this sort of middle range, eight by 10-esque kind of quality to things. Uh, and I think that's the ratio we're looking at here. It's, it, it looks like he shoots everything at a sort of medium range level. 
generally speaking. The reason I say generally is because you will do that and then you'll scroll through his feed and you'll realize he actually, <laughs> you haven't done your research and he's actually shooting a lot of things with a fisheye or with like an 85 millimeter. I don't know exactly what his focal length is here. Um, and I, I certainly don't want to get too detailed into that world, but everything sort of matches in that sense. So I think what I keep coming back to with his work is how everything sort of flows together. It feels very cohesive. I'm curious how intentional he is about that, but he probably is, and it definitely shows. Uh, in this case, you get that vibe. He shoots a lot of medium format stuff as well, uh, considering the fact that there's a medium format camera in the shot. Um, and then once again, the use of people, uh, girls standing on the beach far in the distance to where, same idea, she is part of the entire story. She is not the story on her own. She's a vital part. She's an important part. It adds a personal quality to the, to the photo, but she's not the entire part. So I think, uh, I, think, I think we've covered his feed in a pretty detailed manner. We can always go deeper, obviously. But I feel good about sort of what we've been looking at and uh, what we've been discussing regarding his feed. Really high up shot of a canyon, this beautiful river kind of bending around this beautiful, crazy canyon with lush grass everywhere. I mean, I live in Utah, so I see a lot of canyons that have no grass on them. They're eroded and, uh, and beige. I love to, I want to go see some more canyons that have beautiful green trees and grass and lots of vegetation about. Uh, he, he takes an interesting approach to this photo. Also, another thing you see in his photos, which you see in Dan Tom's work as well, is a, a very atmospheric quality to it. Everything has this, this uh, you feel it as much as you see it, which I say about a lot of, in the past I've spoken about when I speak about creators, that is what tends to draw me to a creator a lot of times or a photographer, is when you feel it as much as you see the the. Uh, visuality of what you're experiencing. That's powerful. And he's able to communicate that here through this sort of atmospheric haziness that you see in that photo and in a lot of his work. Okay. So the important question is what story is he trying to tell with his work? And is he telling that story clearly? And how is he telling that story? Well, the answer to the middle question is, I think he is telling that story very clearly, unless his story is that he's trying to be an underground photojournalist in North Korea, in which case he's doing a horrible job. But if his if his story is to emphasize the joy of the feelings of travel as a whole and the experiences of travel as a whole and to inspire wanderlust and those who engage with his work, I think he's doing a fantastic job. I would assume that that's something similar to what he's trying to do. So to the question, how does he tell that story? I think it's interesting because he uses he uses his ability to be a good photographer, his skill set that he's built over time, uh, the years of practice of him taking these photos and getting better. He's used a a thoughtful, feeling, thematic quality that you see throughout his feed, and it seems like he's in touch with these concepts that are part of traveling these experiences in traveling that accentuate that joy, whether that's sitting down, looking at a map on a, on a wooden table, or uh, taking a photo of his friend experiencing a waterfall for the first time, or at least creating that, that feeling, right? Uh, he has 
a vision. He has a set of different visions in his head of what will emphasize that. And then he turns that into a photo using the vessel of his talent and his skill set. And I think this is what separates a lot of artists, right? You can have a vision. You can have all the feelings. You can have all the connectivity of an artist to yourself and to the world and to ideas and what you want to convey. But if your talent is not there, if you have not spent the time practicing to tell that story, it's going to be harder to convey that successfully to other people. They're going to experience it perhaps not quite like you wanted them to, or something about your lack of talent might get in the way of them experiencing it in in a pure form, in a truly emotionally compelling form. So I think that it's interesting how he applies all of these 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 elements to his work in such a special way. I also think that his tones are expression of what he probably feels when he's there, when he's experiencing the scene, his color tones, and the way he shoots light and works with light, and the way the atmospheric quality and the way that everything feels. But all this comes together to help him tell his story, and I think that's fascinating. I think he does a great job. So that's it. I would encourage you to check him out, Fran Venter on Instagram. And, um, of course, like I said, check out Dan Tom, too, very similar photographer. And I compare them as I go throughout this, but they are similar but different at the same time in many special ways. So that's it for this one. If Also, if you have artists that you think would be an interesting fit for this type of video, please let me, or podcast, please let me know. I would love to talk about them as well. And I would love to hear your thoughts on this concept that I am trying to put into fruition as well. Fruition? Fruition. That I'm trying to do. I would love to hear what you think about that. I hope you have a lovely day. Thank you so much. Goodbye.